Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFO Data Dump. Now, financial experts tell us to expect to see the largest transfer of wealth that the world has ever known. As the baby boomer generation passes on and distributes trillions in wealth to their heirs. And something similar can be seen in the UFO community, as the likes of, of the late Stanton Freeman and other luminaries leave behind literally truckloads of UFO data from a lifetime of investigations. From vice.com, and you can find the link at the blog ufowarning.blogspot.com. From vice.com, we learn of one such case. The University of Manitoba has acquired thousands of documents, many of which relate to the infamous Falcom case, we are told. The article goes on to say, The frozen prairies of Canada have always been home to strange events and mysterious encounters. So it is perhaps appropriate that the University of Manitoba in Winnipeg has just accepted a large donation of documents from a prolific UFO researcher confirming the province's unnatural history. Science writer and researcher Chris Rutowski is a Canadian legend, undoubtedly the country's most prolific researcher and writer on UFOs and paranormal phenomena. Rutowski has appro- was approached by the university's archives and was asked to donate some of his collection to its library. I've been doing research and publishing in this field for more than 40 years. I've accumulated a lot of files, notes, books, and zines over the decades, and I have always wondered... What was going to happen to it all? Rutowski told the motherboard in an interview. The director of archives had seen me on TV talking about the Falcon Lake case. She approached me and asked if I would consider donating the files. After discussing it more over dinner, I wondered out loud about the possibility of donating my entire collection. And that was that. The article goes on to say, the U.S. Air Force's UFO investigation program, Project Blue Book, investigated an infamous Canadian injury case which allegedly occurred on May 20, 1967, known as a Falcon Lake UFO incident. As the story goes, Stephen Michalek was searching for minerals along Falcon Lake, 80 miles east of Winnipeg, Manitoba, when a strange 40-foot object landed on an outcropping of rocks. After approaching the craft and hearing voices inside it, the object emitted a hot gas out of a vent in its side, burning Mikulik's abdomen. Mikulik was examined by his doctor only a few hours after the incident and was treated for his symptoms, which included severe headache, vomiting, first-degree burns, which formed in a grid pattern over his lower abdomen. While Mikulik's condition temporarily improved, he did suffer from lasting effects. Canadian doctors were unable to determine the cause of Mikulik's injuries and subsequent illness. He later chose to seek medical attention at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester at his own expense, and this cost was significant, Rukowski stated. I want to point out that uh, 
I did do a podcast on this titled The um, Falcon Lake. Uh, I think it's titled Falcon Lake Encounter. And you can go back and listen to that if you like. In his book, when they appeared, Rutowski states that the documents from the Mayo Clinic proves that Mikulik was not suffering from mental illness or hallucinations. Rutowski believes that the Falcon Lake case is one of the best UFO cases to date. And there's much more document, documentation supporting it than Roswell and many other famous American cases. It has significant police and military documentation, documentation physical injuries, independent lab tests from two countries, medical reports, and in-depth witness testimony. Geographically, the site of the incident is accessible and physical materials such as a still radioactive piece of metal silver was recovered. Interesting. How much else do you want in a UFO case? There are so many supporting details that it rises far above most others. It is better than Roswell, in my honest opinion. The Canadian government admits it actually happened, and they even issued a commemorative coin for its 50th anniversary, Butowski stated. Now, similar to the collection of uh, the late Stan Freeman, a famous re- uh, UFO researcher who once crashed on the Rutowski's couch, this assortment of documents is massive. The article goes on. Since he has been cataloging Canada's unnatural history, the title of his second book, for so long there are well over 30,000 documents. The greatest hurdle is the time and money required to digitize the archive so researchers around the world can access it. The University of Manitoba and Rutowski have started a crowdfunding campaign. I would hope that the funds will be used by researchers wishing to better understand the nature of the UFO phenomena, whatever it may be. That might include going through the more than 20,000 Canadian UFO reports from 1989 to the present, or my collection of UFO books and zines, or my accompanying documents that include a large collection of UFO-related articles and papers published in peer-reviewed scientific journals, Rutowski explained. Now, in the case of the of Stanton Freeman, which I took, talked about earlier, uh, there's an article which appears on uh, iHeart.com, and I have a link there to that website on the blog, ufowarning.blogspot.com. You can check it out if you like. And the article begins, An enormous cache of files, records, and correspondences amassed by the late UFO researcher Stanton Freeman throughout his epic 60 years of researching the phenomena is being cataloged by a professional archivist in Canada. According to a report from Motherboard, the project began back in January when staff at the New Provincial Archives in New Brunswick, where Friedman lived, heard that the iconic advocate for the reality of flying saucers had announced his retirement. In response, they asked if he would donate his collection of UFO material to the archive for preservation, and he agreed to the thoughtful proposition. As one might expect, the total amount of UFO material collected by Stanton Freeman over the last 60 years proved to be considerably voluminous. 
by way of a staggering five cargo vans. <laughs> a jaw-dropping 300 or so boxes of paperwork were delivered to the office of the Provincial Archives, and they expect even more files to arrive over the next few weeks and months. Archivist Joanna Aiton Kerr told CBC that if they lined up all of the material they've received so far, it would stretch a stunning 200 feet. These UFO data dumps, this is me speaking now, these UFO data dumps represent a wealth of information. Whether that wealth will be turned over as a public trust for all of us to benefit from, or whether it will simply be hoarded away by the elite and eventually monetized by the deep state and their chosen ones remains to be seen. But the fact is, we are truly in the midst of a UFO data dump, of an inherited wealth of UFO data, you could say, that the world has never seen. And we can only hope that some of this wealth is shared with all UFO investigators and not simply hoarded away like money in a bank account that's never lent out. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.